for a really great future. We're talking real money. Huh. There's an air quality alert for Seattle, huh? Well, big deal. We have a hot air quality alert every week right here in the studio. <laughs> and I'm not going to say who's hot air we're alerted to. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show on Doe. The Doe Show. <laughs> I'm your dojo on the Doe Show, Don McDonald. <laughs> you're, you're on a roll, man. You're This is week Tom, two. You are really good. Tom's over yeah, there. I'm here. <laughs> Choking he's in there. the air, and yeah. He's there. He's there in body, if not in spirit. I, but he's here. He's here. Uh, I am here. You are there. We love the fact that you are there. We are so glad you are there. But here's one thing we would like to do, and we would like you to do for us, and we do for you. It's reciprocal. You call us with your questions about money, and we'll answer them. That's reciprocity. But not only will we answer them, We'll answer them better than almost everybody else out there. I know that sounds cocky and egotistical, but the reality is, you know, you know, if you've listened to any money show on the radio, you know that they're almost all full of... The aforementioned hot air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's And that's being nice. Really, really nice. So give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And it is uh, an interesting time we live in. After going through an extended period of interest rates that were incredibly, historically low, I mean so low, how low can they go, Don? They were so low. They were that low. They, that, but now, did you know, I didn't know this until Tom told me, that right now, Interest rates are at a 22-year high. Yeah. That is a really interesting number because that goes back to 2007, and 2007 just no, seems no, like a couple 2002. of weeks ago. 2002. I mean, 2001. Oh, my God, 2001. 2002. Well, that's way back. <laughs> they didn't hire us for math. Um, yeah, 2001. Oh, I you said I did, and then I misspoke. No, yeah. I fixed it. Uh, you know what? And, and 22 oh, years oh. ago, here's a couple things to think about. I took you literally. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Tom Brady had not yet won a Super Bowl. Well, well. And now he's uh, like now 19 he's of them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There were these companies, Enron, Washington Mutual, that were leading in their particular business categories. They were the leaders in those categories. MCI WorldCom. Like, they were bingo, big. Remember them? Big. MCI. And yeah. uh, Tom and Don were doing a podcast in another name. Should we mention the name? I don't know. I guess we could. Yeah, because it's still it's still up it by is. that name. Yep. It's just missing the two of us. <laughs> Which, it's a much it's a much lonelier it podcast is. now. Lengthier and lonelier. It's just it's just, <laughs> it's just poor old Paul Merriman yeah. sitting there going, Well, you know, we crunched some more data. Uh it's called sound investing. Right? It is. And it's there every week. But back to the interest <laughs> rates thing. What you were doing. Yeah, back to twenty two year high. Yeah. It's a lot. Long time. And that's meant a couple of things, right? That's meant well, you can make money on like cash type savings, right? That you didn't a long time ago, which is good. I guess it's. But here's the thing. Okay, is it good or is it not? Because the reality is, you the yield you're getting is not a heck of a whole lot higher after inflation well, you, than it was before. You pointed this out when people get all excited about. Remember 1983 when you could get 16 percent on a twelve. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You remember why? <laughs> rates were quite a high. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side of all that, for people that would like to buy a home and now need to pay 
Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. Seven percent for a mortgage. Seven percent. That's a lot of money, really. Boy, are we looking smart because we refinanced it two something. I know. Something. Yeah, right. I mean, we told all of you to do the same. Years I know. Fixed. I know. <laughs> Not likely to move anywhere soon, right? So, no, I'm never leaving my house ever because the interest on a note would be higher than my whole house payment. Bingo. So I'm not I'm not going anywhere. But it's it's interesting. There's a lot of really bad advice out there about that. About about you know interest rates being up and what you should do with your money. And so we're going to get into some of that a little later in the program as uh, the things progress. But remember, right now, you can call us at 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. It's important stuff, and we would love to help you deal with it at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And we are going to talk more about what you should do with uh, with bonds and interest rates. But before we do that, we've got Steve waiting. So, Steve, you're up. Welcome to Talk. A lot of pressure, but go ahead. Hey, thanks very much for taking my call. Our pleasure. So... I've been listening to uh, information about long-term care. Uh, Both my wife and I are retired, and we have always taken the philosophy of self-insuring. And um, we're in our mid-60s and wondering if there is a different method or different strategy that we should be thinking about. Self-insuring and through our for long-term care. In other words, not buying a policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Self-insuring is like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, there aren't been there aren't any great. Uh, it, in my opinion, self-insuring is one of the best well let, options let, we have available to us because there's so many. The options are terrible, the options huh? aren't very good. But go ahead, Steve. You you were adding something else there that we interrupted so, you on. So our our strategy on this, my folks, when they uh, they paid dutifully for years for long-term care plans, they were, um, uh, you know. Just a couple generations ago here, and and when the time came for my folks to use them, it was virtually impossible because we took care of them inside inside their their residence. Uh, we didn't want to put them in a you know in a place for for care, and so we it just really soured us. And we thought, okay, we're not going to go through that. We're going to self insure, you know. And if, if we don't need it, it gets passed on to the kids. But um, just wondering if we're missing something here. I don't think you're missing anything. I will my add opinion, something my else. Is not, yeah. uh, it will be hard to buy. Well, first of all, it's hard for anyone at that age to buy a 
premium only policy, a rent a policy, what, call it whatever you like. Most right. of them are now sold as hybrids where you give them a certain amount of money. They take the premium out of that and anything left, they pay you back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. Insurance, as we have talked about on this program, is a very personal thing. Don has far less insurance than I do because uh, that's just how he feels about it. Like, yeah, I got enough it's money. It's a gimmick. Yeah. It's a game. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's personal. But it, I think it would be hard for you. Did you say you're in your 60s? Mid-60s, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it'd be hard to buy it anyway. I haven't looked at it and we're of similar age, but because I, I feel like I'm self-insured. But, you know, you could certainly look at what the options are. Don is correct. The options are far fewer than they were 20 years ago. It is uh, there's no guarantee, as you point out, Steve, that you're going to get anything out of the policy because it depends on the individual situation. So, but if it's something that's of a concern, you can look into it. But no, I don't think you're missing anything by saying we have the funds and we can self-insure. I think that's legit. Yeah, let me give you an interesting example. I I, I was looking at a, at a piece about this, and if you're 65, uh, just a couple of years ago, and you purchased a policy that had total coverage of only about 150 thousand dollars a year, that means they're going to pay 150 grand. And once you get that's paid, you're done. Right. That would have cost you about sixteen hundred dollars a year, a year for a year. Really? But that was but that was just for one hundred and fifty total. So if you have one hundred and fifty sitting around, you're, you you get the same kind of insurance, and you're not paying anything for it. And the uh, you may not ever use it. This business about we're all going to go into a nursing home, what they're doing is they're playing fast and loose with facts. Well, and they make right. fear. It's all about the fear. Yeah. They're, they're, the insurance companies, are that's their job. It's to scare you into buying stuff. And they've always played fast and loose. They talk about how X percentage of the population is going to be in a nursing home. But then they neglect to mention the next part, that of those who go in nursing homes, the average stay is under two years. Okay. All right. The long stays are aberrant. So what we're doing when we self-insure is we're saying, I don't want to make the insurance companies rich. Plus, they then raise premiums and change benefits on you and do all kinds of things as happened to you. But in addition to that, uh, in, in addition to making them rich, I'm not going to get that much out of the thing in most cases. And the odds are I'm not going to use all of the benefit for which I'm paying Uh and, and then, so your risk is, the long-term risk is, okay, I've got to spend down all my assets. I run out of assets. I spend them down and, and you get Medicaid. So there's, there's a, there's a safety net built in. You know, we're not going totally naked right? when we self-insure. There is a built-in safety net. If it's so bad that we have to spend down our assets, which I would do for my wife and I think she would do for yeah. me, you go on Medicaid. But and what? Just out of curiosity, how much do you have saved in your mid sixties? Just out of so, uh, from a real estate standpoint, we're about a, a million and a half. And on the IRA side, the way things are going as of this month, about a million three. <laughs> so three million dollars. Are you a big spender? I mean, you know, I think you're no. probably okay. I mean, that's a lot <laughs> no. of money, right? I mean, so yeah. And again, let's say one of you has to be in a nursing sure. home for a decade. Okay. Okay, that's one third of your money is gone, roughly, right. based on today's prices. Okay, that's a, that's about what ten thousand a month, eleven, ten, eleven thousand a month. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, which, it's about it, and it it depends on where you end up being. In some states, you can get in for under a hundred a year. In other states, it's, it's more expensive. It's more so. expensive here. But I did just talk to somebody who's yeah. paying seventy eight hundred dollars a month for really good memory care. So. Yeah, and I was looking at one in North Carolina uh, that for because you know my mom's out there and and we were looking at about a hundred grand. Oh, that's good. I thought so you're sending. I thought facility. you're sending Debbie up there or something. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, not yet. a little later. Hey, terrific! I'm glad she Got doesn't it. listen but to this show. I am such a big fan of self insurance. If you can do it, as a matter of fact, I, you know there are times when I look at my health insurance. If we didn't use it as much as we do because of my wife's health. I, there are times when I think I would just get a catastrophic policy and be better off paying everything out of pocket. You just yeah. have a catastrophic right. for those big expenses. Right. Because I think literally, I, this, the insurance company is in many ways a racket. And in other ways, it's, um, gosh, what's a nice way to say it? A um, racket? It, it's a, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of another word. It's but it, it, it's, a business it's playing to our fears, and yeah. and it's a bit. It's a very lucrative yeah, it business. Turns out it works pretty well. So, and, and when you throw middle people in, you're always going to end up paying more for everything. Okay. It, so just keep just keep going. I say as a middle just keep man, going on the on the uh, uh, on the IRA path of of growing that uh, those those assets. We each have IRAs, and um, if it happens, it happens. We start drawing from it, and uh, if it doesn't, we pass it on. And a well-invested portfolio with three million dollars in it, or well, two no, and a half, said or that however half much of that's have. in real estate. Half, half, yeah. No, but that's still appreciating. We yeah. hope. Yeah. If all of this money is is appreciating at even a relatively low rate, you're still looking at you know a, a double on that money after ten or twelve, fifteen years, yeah. depending on your draw. So yeah. as you get older, you've got even more to draw down. Right. Okay. So I'm I'm a big fan. Thank you. That's All right, terrific. I think you're looking Thanks, at it. Steve. You're looking at it right. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. And the problem is, insurance can't be a good deal because if it was a good deal, then the insurance companies would go broke. It would never work. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you think I don't like insurance companies, you're right. I don't okay, I got like a question for you companies. around this because I just got the what? premium for one of my life policies, and uh, you know, I we've ta- I kind of have the money, not for the premium, but well, I have the money. Your, how old is your daughter? She is fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, and your your wife both can work and would get your money yeah. when you die. That's right. right? Yeah. Would would she be comfortable living on the money that you already she have? She says, your "Keep paying them every time this comes up. Pay it, pay that premium, pay that premium." See, now that would concern me. That would really concern me a lot about the relationship. <laughs> well, I don't spend does any time she, alone with have, her. Is I'm safe or not? <laughs> does, does she does she have access to uh, to wet wooded areas that might grow mushrooms? <laughs> yeah, and you know they're about thirty feet off yeah. my deck. Yeah, well, not so, wet. Um, That'd be a while ever, till it's wet again. She ever, she ever served you in a mushroom dish of any kind? <laughs> I'm going to watch those very. I'm, I'm going to hire somebody be pre- to be my tester now. You're scaring me. So she could be prepping you for the Australian luncheon. <laughs> Big bowl of <laughs> yum. Big bowl of whatever yeah. those death, death cap <laughs> mushrooms. God's sakes. Okay. So keep paying on that insurance, huh? <laughs> oh, thank you. 
855-935-TALK is our number. We've got lines open for you right now. Uh, talking about interest rates, and interest rates are at an all-time high. And the advice not, not all time high. from a well, Not long, all-time high. Well, okay, a 22-year okay. high, I'm sorry. Right. The advice we keep hearing from Shh. experts in the field and we heard it again. It was just in the uh, in the Wall Street Journal today. I think was it the, the journal? journal? Yep, today. Mm-hmm. Yep, about how you should. Well, with it rates high, <sighs> then you don't want to go for those shorter maturities anymore. You want to stretch those maturities out, Tom. Yeah, I mean, and this is really bad. First of all, anytime anyone writes, "Here's where we are today. Here's what you should do as a result of that." Tune out because we don't. Do we ever say that? No, because we don't know what's coming tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Rates could go up, they could go down, they could be stuck at whatever, whatever for a long period of time. Moving your maturities out, that's what the article primarily says. In other words, now holding short-term yes. Oh, no, it was maturities. her barons. It was barons. Okay. Not, no, they're not all the same to me barons, now. But anyway, aren't yeah, they all the owned company. by the same people? Yeah. Uh, but what they yes, said they was, don't be in those short-term securities. You want to move that out longer term, like 10, which is now the 10-year trash is paying 4.3, I think, or something longer to do this and i think that's bad advice because that's market timing that's simply saying here's the situation and here's what's going to happen they don't know what's going to happen any more than you do you should have a balance between short and intermediate term bonds at all times that would have been painful last year i get it you would have lost you know somewhere around 10 percent of the value of those securities that's okay they go down every once in a while not nearly as much as stocks and this year, they really haven't made you much, but the uh, yields have gone up substantially. I just looked at BND, the Vanguard Total Bond ETF, the yield now at 4.5%. So the yields have gone up, and the price of those securities has gone down. But no, to start moving things around, it's no different than moving you know, one sector to another with your stocks or types of stocks or any of those. That's simply a market timing move. That is not a way to handle your money for the long haul. I'll say that. Well, and the other thing, and the reason we suggest bond funds, high-quality, well-diversified bond funds, is because they basically do what this article said you should be doing, which is building a ladder out to 10 years yeah. or so. So they didn't go crazy long like that other article we read where they said you might you might consider 30-year treasuries. No. I mean, really, let's think about it for a minute. I mean, right now, the 10-year treasury is yielding 42 uh, the one-year Treasury is yielding about four point five. Mm, that's inversion so we have this or something. Inverted yeah. yield curve. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you bought BND, what was the yield you said on BND again? Four point five. Four point five. Four point five. Right. So you get a four point five. You get an average maturity in that a duration of about six. Yeah, it's a little longer, a little longer than that. But but it's very reasonable, and it's a mix of uh, different types of securities, but primarily. U.S. government and debt. Doesn't, and it doesn't require you trying to time the market. That's the key. You don't want to try and do it because everybody fails who tries to. 855-935-TALK. are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Before we go to the next call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, we need to correct something. Uh, we did not do a podcast in 2001. Yeah, we went back right, through yeah. history and mm. determined that the very first podcast <laughs> in America- Which we were not. Was in 2003. Yeah. It was about IT. Yeah. And 
We were uh, early, though. We the, were early. We were early. Not that early. Yeah, because in 2001, I was doing my show yeah. on... Talk America? Talk America yeah. Radio Network. Right after yeah. Helpful um, Hints from Heloise or whatever it was? No, that was back with Business Talk Radio <laughs> oh, Network. Me. I'm sorry. Oh, Bring up man. the pain. I, no, it was funny. On Talk America, there were, there were uh, two big hosts, me... And Bruce Williams at the time. And what about Pierre, you know, who haven't seen the luxury no, line no, I like business, business talk radio uh, network Titanic or, or whatever it was. Oh, sorry. Network okay. I love that guy. 855-935-TALK. <laughs> That's our phone number. Give us a call. But today, you must be named Steve. And you've got to have if something about insurance. got to have something about insurance. If your name is not Steve, you cannot call. It's the Steve <laughs> episode. Steve. And Steve number two. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Sorry, you're number two, but you're second. Thanks. Uh, love your show. Thanks, Steve, too. Um, I think I need tax planning advice, and I'd like to get your take. Okay, that's Tom. I'm going to go take a nap for a little while. <laughs> go while back and look at your old podcast. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, I'm 66, retired. I'm comfortable on my pension and Social Security benefits, and I haven't had to withdraw any funds from my Roth or IRA since I stopped working. My concern is I've got a e-trade brokerage account with about $2 million in it from the days when I didn't know what I was doing. It's got 25 different equities in it. It's a hodgepodge. And I've slowly been transferring it over to my Vanguard brokerage account. So I wanted to know, or I, that's why I think I need tax planning advice. I, I, I need a strategy to continue doing that. And, and my other reason for thinking I need tax planning advice is because I'm I'm going to be have to take my RMDs in about six years, and that's going to be taking it from a $2 million IRA account, which is going to give me a giant tax hit. So I figured I, if I could do something in these intervening six years to reduce those impacts, uh, maybe I need someone expert to tell me how to do that. Okay, but let's start with one thing is I I'm, make sure I heard you properly. You have money at one custodian you want to move it to another you can move those securities in kind without any taxation uh true but i'm trying to uh get properly diversified okay. because my 25 individual equities is not what you guys recommend yeah no uh, <laughs> i think we recommend about nine or no. ten thousand but that's a, a different topic um so but then after that steve there's not a whole lot of tricks in other words you own the securities. You own them at the cost basis at which you purchase them. The only recommendation we could ever have then would be like a year last year where maybe you could sell off some of them that went down and some of them went up trying to balance out winners and losers. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of tricks to dealing with gains in a taxable account. Don? I like the idea of a uh, – with that, like with everything else, we, we all desperately need more discipline. And so I think it's an annual tax planning party that you have where you sit down, you calculate your tax bracket, you determine how much you can add in capital gains to avoid kicking up to the higher brackets, and you sell that amount yeah. every year like clockwork, like clockwork, except, right up to where you kick into the higher bracket. Except that yes. the other thing he needs to consider, Steve, too, is – this aspect of IRA uh, required minimum distribution, as he correctly points out, at age 73. 
Right. He, that's why he needs to well, no, I was, well, one. Well, no, I was saying he should be considering Roth conversions, which would also play into your tax strategy, moving money from pre-tax to post-tax. Yeah, but they're not going to save him. No, no, no. They'll but just I'm saying, save him from RMDs. No, They'll just save him from Yeah, RMDs. but I'm saying yeah, that that should yeah. be part of the conversation. Yeah, which complicates the conversation. Bingo. And means that your tax planning is going to be just a wee bit more complicated. There's no simple answer to here. To the point... Yeah, there's no simple answer to the point where I I could tell you if this if I was in this situation, I would probably pay a good accountant. Yeah. To do the calculations for me every year, to tell me you know it doesn't how much have of my to be an accountant. We do this work. Uh, this is exactly the kind of thing we or do. Or a good advisor. We have yeah. we have software. Somebody who does yep. this for a living. Mm-hmm. You put that in, find because out. Yep. You know, well, you don't want to. Well, you don't want to mess it up and get in a higher bracket. Now that you've got the balance between the income from the conversions and the capital gains from the pre-tax account or the post-tax account gets really complicated. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost no obligation and no annoying sales pitch by going to talkingrealmoney.com or call 800-386-3004 that's 800-386-3004 or talkingrealmoney.com your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money and remember, it's Steve Day on Talking Real Money. If your name is Steve, give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can be Steven or Stefan. Those will work, too. Uh, Steve-O, Steve-Arena. Steve, how about Sue? Does that, I mean, how do you do my name? No, 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 no. No, you can be a female with the name Steve, but only. Okay. Oh, Stephanie. Stephanie. Stephanie that can works. call. That works. Okay. Yeah, Steph. Stephanie. That's good. That's all. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You tell people they can't do something, and sometimes they do. They'll do it, do it anyway, that, yeah. That, so I just want to throw yeah, one more exactly. thing in for Steve, too, around his sort of quandary. Well, cousin, wasn't there Steve yeah. 1, Steve 2? Um, yeah, I know. I started when that. You have I didn't forget over the break. Highly appreciated individual securities in a taxable account, there's another thing to consider. We're not telling you to do this. Charity. Yeah. Those are great things to give away to charity. Because the charities love them. They don't have to pay yeah. the gain on them. And then, by the way, when you retire, if you are fortunate enough to have more money than you need from your required minimum distributions, you could do a thing called qualified charitable distributions and give that to charity. Right. That will also sit. So there's some other things not telling you you right. have to give so it away. So you avoid but, the tax yep. and you can pull an income off of it. Um, yep. And still give money to a charity and get a tax deduction. Uh, well, too. Uh, not on the dis- not on the distribution. You yeah. just don't pay that. But on the other one, yeah. On the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, um, give us a call eight five five nine three five talk eight five five. So should I buy a house? <laughs> should I buy a house? Said I said that. Your name's not Steve. I'm sorry. Oh, I, you know can't I, have questions. Questions. I know a yeah. Steve. Is your name? I Steve? know one. 
couple. Well, okay. All right. If you know a Steve, you can call. You, we have said. Or ask a question. <laughs> we have said. So what's well, the question? The, I mean, we have said on this program ad nauseum yeah. that buying a house. In other words, in other words, that's Latin for until we made you sick. Exactly. A long time. And we have said buying a house is lifestyle. It's not investment. Yep. But now things yep. are, even with the lifestyle thing, things are a little different when you get from mortgage rates at 7%. It's kind of spendy. Yeah, and this is not market timing. This is not market timing. Our, what we have said, we've, we have a couple of rules for whether or not to pay off a mortgage. One, the psychological yep. benefit. Mm-hmm. If there's a psychological benefit, okay. But from a purely financial standpoint, the reason we have for several years been saying, don't pay off your mortgage, is because the rate you were paying for mortgages was well below the expected rate of return for a balanced portfolio, which is a relatively low-risk long-term portfolio. And remember, mortgages are long-term deals. But today, it's different at 7%. Today, getting 7% with a moderate rival, rival? level. Bring the rivals. Rival, yeah. A moderate river of risk. The river of risk. <laughs> I think I combined risk level with a moderate risk level. I think you had drivel in there somewhere too. Drivel and level. It's really difficult to do. Um, So now if you've got money sitting in a low-yielding savings account, which many of you do. No, I just read this number the other day that during this period of where you can go to high yields, I didn't look it up today, but I think you can still get around 5% in a high-yield savings account. Savings Which account. is yep, all online, but it's just as safe as the bricks and mortar where you can go see your money. Um, kidding, you can't actually go see your money. We had that comment once, but it's only like one out well, of. Well, you can see some of it. You could say like, <laughs> uh, tell her, would you please open that drawer so I can peek it inside? Might be careful oh, how you ask money. them. Um, only one out yeah. of. Don't do it with a gun or a note. <laughs> only one out of five don't, of us don't. have done that. Have moved their money. Used a gun or a note? <laughs> I can't speak for others there. I have moved their money from the low, from just no offense to Bank of America. But what are they still paying? Like zero point whatever. Don's going to look at those wonderful customers. As, as a Bank yeah. of America or customer. Or going to one of the online, Axos, et cetera, that are paying five. It's only one of five of us. 20%. That's, come on. I mean, that's a no-brainer that every person should do. And they're just as insured as, yeah, the behemoth Bank of America. So it's kind of a silly thing to leave your money behind. What is it? I didn't even know. What this. is it now? Oh, that's hysterical. My, my, I have $300 <laughs> in, um, in savings. Which is more than I have. Which yeah. I really should get the heck out of yeah. there. I don't know why I have it there. I should get it the heck. I know I should because the interest I got for August or for, uh, July was uh, one penny on $347. Oh, well, hey, don't spend that all in one place. But wait, I did not know they were doing this. This is pra- and this this just tells you I never look at the savings account because it's only $300 so I pay no attention. My this is my bad. Lesson for you. There's a monthly maintenance ah, fee. Ah, how much? $8. Let me do, let me do the math there for you. So $8 well, no, was $7.99. Yeah, it's a loser. It can count that. In essence, I'm losing $8 every month, whereas at my bread account, my bread yeah, financial right? account, where I'm getting five, mm-hmm. I'm making a lot mm-hmm. of money because that's where most I'm 
right now I am moving all of the stupid. Do it I now while to... you're while you're thinking. Oh. But this is one of the things we talk about inertia, and that's why still four fifths. I just inertia. I, I just did it on the radio. <laughs> People still have money sitting around in those oh. accounts that are paying the one penny instead of getting five percent. So that's why crazy. Are doing this. All right, back to the mortgage because. If you did not oh, refinance, no, I have to do this first. You're going to have to talk. <laughs> if I'm... you did not refinance to the, I think mine's at two and a half, two point four, something like that, um, and a lot of us did. I know that because the numbers were astounding. But if you are in that mortgage that is five, I'd say five percent plus, then moving some of the money that you have in cash to pay down that mortgage at that point, I think is a very reasonable strategy. Five percent's always been kind of my. If it's higher than five, it's okay to pay off um, because the reality there, again, is not that many people as investors make more than 5% here. I hate to say it, but... Yeah, and we're looking, and we're also looking at historical norms. You know, the, the, the 5%, that's why we use 5% as our flexible withdrawal rule number, our rule of thumb. And it's also why 4% tends to be the, again the rule, but it's not really a rule. It's more of a rule of thumb, which means your thumbs don't do as much cool stuff as your other fingers. I'm still so doing one finger on exact. the phone. Is that the reason for the, the phrase world, rule of thumb? Know. Because your thumbs aren't as Someone will call and tell you, I'm sure. So, No one will. Okay. No, no one will call. call. Okay, I just, <laughs> you moved I just the money. transferred Good. all the money. Uh, now I need to uh, close that account. So I don't get charged anymore. Eight dollars. Bank of America. Eight dollars. That's a hundred bucks a year. I should be ashamed yeah. for not looking. Yep. I should. I should. I, I feel terrible for not looking. But you should be ashamed for charging that much when you're paying interest of three one hundredths of one percent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's a profit there. So oh. you mentioned the insurance companies making something. The banks apparently yeah. in the business of making money as well. I'm going to type in close account. Man, I am just not happy with Bank of America. Look, it's even got a it's got AI to help me do just that. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We will be back momentarily, and we have a lot of things we can talk about here on this show. We hope you call us with your questions. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, we've answered questions this hour about long-term care, tax planning, investment management. This is very personal. And if you need some help beyond just a couple of minute answer here on the show, reach out to us because we provide that and we do it free and we're not here to sell you anything. So you can call us 800-386-3004, 800-386-0004, or just go online to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on Meet an Advisor. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.